such awkward weather. <laughs> uh, cool. So we're going to jump in together. I hope you've all been blessed by the study this week. Maybe you've gotten to some of it, all of it, none of it. That's okay. I'm going to give you a bit of a recap and then I'm just going to ask that you just enter into, yeah, my reflections on it this week and where I found myself in it. So, yeah. So this week, week three of our study, Never Alone, we've looked at um, who is God in this relationship. And so day one talks about relating to a three-in-one God. So it speaks to the oneness of God and it's a bit of an introduction into the three parts of God. So Holy Spirit, Jesus and God the Father and then depicts the Trinity. Um, I loved the way that Brad described the three parts of God and how he summarized it in day four, which highlights our need for a three-in-one God. And he said, um, our walk with God doesn't start with the Father, but starts with the Holy Spirit who leads us to the person of Jesus. Jesus then reveals the ways and heart of the Father to us, helping, healing and restoring us and eventually leading us to the Father for ourselves through himself. Then day two, we enter into the role of the Holy Spirit, which I found really helpful to me because um, in day two, it, it kind of opens up this um, opportunity to explore the role of the Holy Spirit. But for me, the Holy Spirit has always felt like kind of this out there thing that's um, not being personal and obtainable to me. It's felt like oh the Holy Spirit and you know I can connect with Jesus and I can connect with the Father and they feel like real people to me the Holy Spirit's kind of just felt like this out there spirit presence that I haven't really had a personal connection to and so in day two I recognizing that my faith actually begins with the Holy Spirit it's like I had a bit of an aha moment this week um, and I yeah anyway I really loved that but it talks about how um, the role of the Holy Spirit includes teaching, guiding, comforting, interceding, conviction and leading us to truth. Then day three, we enter into relating to Jesus, Jesus the person. And that in, our, in order for that relationship to be real and personal, we need a face, we need a name, we need an example. And that is Jesus. Um, and then it was compartmentalized into Jesus as our savior, Jesus as our example and Jesus as our king. And then day four was knowing Father God. And this provide in day four, it actually provided a lot of space for personal reflection. It was less about um, kind of walking you through. There was still obviously content there to support it, but it provided a lot of space for where do you find yourself in your relationship and your connection to God the Father? And does that feel comfortable? Does that feel um, painful? Does like, getting honest with how I personally experience my relationship with God the Father um, and how our relationship with our earthly father can ultimately influence our experience with God the Father and, and who he is to us? And then day five was journaling God's words, which is something that we've practiced together as a church before. Um, you'll be familiar with the Emmanuel journaling process, similar to that, but this entered into um, option one, which was where we begin with a, uh, these are all the things that I feel, God, and then letting, expecting and letting him speak to um, what I feel and allowing him to have a response and expecting that he would speak to that uh, and then option two was to take some time to explore um, all the parts of God individually 
And so the Holy Spirit and journaling with the Holy Spirit and then inviting Jesus into that and then ultimately inviting God into that. So there's your recap if, in case you haven't gotten to it. <laughs> because, well, I know for, <laughs> for some people, we don't, you know, our, we do our group on Tuesday night, but I know for some people it's not till Thursday night. So maybe you haven't touched any of the study this week and that's okay. You will still, you know, by the grace of God, get something out of this afternoon. So... Anyway, where I'm going to pick it up is uh, day four. And so um, my relationship with God the Father and knowing the Father and how my experience with my earthly dad has influenced, for better and for worse, my experience with God the Father. But I just wanted to take a minute first, if you'll enter into it with me, because in day four... What um, Brad encourages is this moment where we just take a minute to come to God the Father and, and we stop and we're pausing and we're reflecting on a time where we have felt seen and loved and cared for by a father, our father, whether it's our earthly father, um, whether it's a fatherly figure in our life or, um, you know, if, that's, if that feels hard to you, then it's okay maybe just a time where you felt glad to be with God because God is ultimately our Father. So I'd just love for everybody to just take a moment now and just close your eyes. We'll just take a minute together and just connect with a time where you felt seen, loved and cared for by God or a father figure. And if that feels too hard, then just a moment where you felt glad to be with God. Maybe you want to tuck that one away for later to share in your discussion groups or maybe that's something that you want to, yeah, take some more time to explore with God after the service today. But I'd love to share with you my experience um, that I got out of that. I, um, yeah, I had the opportunity to do this in day four study and the... Um, the uh, I guess the appreciation moment that came to mind for me um, I'm really blessed to share a really beautiful relationship with my dad I adore my dad and I adore who he is um, and so to give you a bit of context um, this is 
the stories from my 2017 uh, Europe trip. So for those of you who don't know me, in 2017, it was the year after I finished school and I felt like God plucked me out of all the comforts of home life and the security of living under mum and dad's roof and invited me onto this adventure of a lifetime is how he phrased it. Um, And I went to Europe and I had four months away where I had some plans but not a lot planned and it really was an adventure of a lifetime and I felt like that was where God invited me to experience him personally really for the first time for myself in a really deep and new way because prior to that it had been me experiencing God because of other people's connection to and relationship with God I was benefiting and kind of slipstreaming on the back of that but now this was an opportunity for me to get to know God personally anyway and so um This story happened at a time where I was with actually kind of like my parents 2.0, so Rob and Anne Chanson, and um, they happened to be in San Gimignano, which is this beautiful town in Italy, and uh, we'd met up for a few nights together, and it was maybe halfway through my trip, and so I was really, really glad to be with people that I knew and loved. And I had some awesome times connecting with Rob early in the mornings. We'd go out for coffee and, you know, we'd share times where he was really encouraging me to lean into more of a personal relationship with Jesus. I feel really grateful for the father figure that Rob was in my life at the time, at that time in encouraging that. And um, yeah, so we're in San Gimignano and I'm with Rob and uh, sitting down and Rob had this word for me and it felt like it kind of became uh, a bit of a foundation or the backbone of my trip. So I'd love to share it with you. Um, he's, God said to Rob, um, you are my delight, Hannah. I have so much to show you and reveal to you and what I show you, you will be delighted. I'm smiling on this season with my love, favour and provision. In all and above all, the gift of me is for you in fullness and abundance. So ask me for more. Ask for a greater experience of me, greater presence, greater manifestation of my spirit. There is no lack in all things. I am for you, Hannah. I love you. You are my delight, my precious daughter, the apple of your father's eye. Which is a beautiful thing to hear from somebody that you love. Um, yeah, and what was evident to me in these words is that God was after my heart on this trip and that he wanted to impart a greater experience of himself as the father to me. Um, yeah, and particularly how a father loves to provide for his children is really beautiful because I found that God was really providing for me on this trip and was really my only support. Like I had people back at home that I could call and chat to and that was great, but I was on my own. Like this was a big solo venture and I'm 18 at the time. So, you know, I'm getting out to the world and, you know, learning the big ways, the ways of the scary world out there and um, and probably scaring my mother to death back at home. I still remember the moment I told her that I was going on this trip and she was like, I'm so excited for you because this is what God has for you, but I'm terrified for you. (laughs) Um, 
Anyway, so yes, I had a very loose plan and so I was in San Gimignano with Rob and Ange and we were having a lovely time together but I had no plans after San Gimignano. I knew that, so San Gimignano is in a town in Italy um, and I knew that I wanted to stay within, you know, the region that I was in at the time. I didn't want to like go to Germany all of a sudden. I knew that I wanted to stay in Italy for a bit longer but I didn't know exactly where. So I'm chatting away to Dad who is a well-travelled man and, you know, is a real support to me and a man of wisdom. And so I'm, you know, chatting away and, you know, I don't want to go too far from the town that I'm staying with Rob and Ange. And so he mentioned that he was going to look into a couple of options for me. Well, that night, the night before I leave Rob and Ange, I receive a text from Dad saying, uh, you're staying in the Cinque Terre, the Cinque Terre meaning the five, Cinque meaning five in Italian, Terre meaning towns, they're like the famous five towns on the coast. They're gorgeous. Um, and so he said, you're staying in the Cinque Terre on my birthday. This is Dad's birthday back at home. So I'd love to gift you for my birthday, your accommodation for those nights. So start looking into it, send me through the details and I'll fix it up for you. Love you, Hannah. I remember receiving this text and I'm just bawling my eyes out because in that moment I just felt so seen by... Stop crying, Gary. You guys make me cry. Yeah, I just felt so seen by a dad. I had God, my father, who was a provider, but then he was speaking to my dad back at home who was felt like worlds away at the time, saying, I just want you to bless Hannah. And so this is where my appreciation moment falls in. And so I'm like, Dad, this is not how it works. Like, it's your birthday. I'm meant to be the one gifting you not that I could afford it at the time, but gifting you, you know, a trip away. I'm like, this is not how it works. This is your birthday. You don't gift me your, you know, your birthday gift. And it just felt way too extravagant as well. Like mum and dad had already really supported me to do this trip. And so it felt like I can't possibly fathom another thing. Anyway, and dad's response to my reluctance to receive his gift, um, he said, to me in another text, it's funny, I teared up typing this message too. It's the love of a father's heart you and I are feeling. As I was typing and getting emotional, God was reminding me that the love and joy you bring me is what I bring him. So we've got a beautiful love triangle going on here, Hannah. I would love to gift you those nights and you know I wouldn't stay anywhere dodgy, so make it somewhere nice. Love you. That is true. Because I had been sending through some options to dad and they were like hostels and stuff. And he's like, you know that I would not stay in a hostel. So like, come on, we can do better than this. Um, yeah, and so this was my moment of appreciation when I entered into this exercise in the study this week. And it was interesting because there were lots of like little tidbits, like I love and adore my dad and I've said that, um, but there were lots of little things that I could think of, but I was like, God, I feel like there's a moment that you want to remind me of and it just like landed and I opened up my journals and I had record of these text messages that he'd sent me and that is just so the heart of the father and I felt so provided for and seen and loved and cared for in that moment and it was so unexpected and um yeah, and so I'd love to share with you um, the verse in Matthew. It's Matthew 7, 9 to 11 um, in the Amplified, and it speaks to um, a son asking for his, for his father for his needs. Well, what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will instead give him a stone? 
Or if he asks for a fish, will instead give him a snake? If you then, evil, sinful by nature as you are, know how to give good and advantageous gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, perfect as he is, give what is good and advantageous to those who keep on asking him? And I felt like that experience that I had with my dad where I was asking God, like, I don't know what's next. I don't know where I'm going to from here. I've had a beautiful time with Robin Ange, but where to from here, God? Because that was really the, um, the faith stretch for me on my trip was asking God and expecting that he would have something, but I wanted him to be a part of the journey. And so God just had this beautiful gift for me and he didn't have a snake or a stone he had this beautiful beautiful place and so I'm sitting up on dad's birthday in this beautiful hotel and I I think I'd had a shower and I was in the you know the beautiful robes that the hotels give you and I had you know towel on my head and I just felt like a princess and I remember just thanking Jesus for the gift that he'd given me and thanking him for the way that he'd spoken to dad and and God, in true God form, had used something that Dad was doing to bless me, to even bless him, which was beautiful. He's a good multitasker. Um, yeah, and so I started off with sharing sharing with you that um, for my dad has experienced my connection to God the Father for better and for worse. And so that was a beautiful experience. And I'm so grateful to have a dad that I can look to as an example and see God's heart in my dad and then look to God and have this beautiful experience of God as my father because I have such a beautiful earthly dad but because he's earthly and because he's a human he does make mistakes and he has failed me and so with his permission don't freak out I adore my dad but don't freak out I've with his permission I'm sharing another story with you today of a time where I really met God as comforter because I was really hurt and failed by my dad and how this pain story led to a greater experience of God and I'm so grateful for that because had dad acted in the way that he typically does in as a loving father in that moment I would not have received the Jesus that I know today as my comforter had he acted you know had he not acted the way that he did and so, and we know that um, this depth of relationship, I'm so grateful for the relationship that I share with Jesus and God the Father and the Holy Spirit today, but that comes because of vulnerability and experience shared and recovering from hard things really well. And that has been a journey over the years. <laughs> and I've had lots of run-ins with it and I've done it badly plenty of times, um, but I'm really grateful to have shared have relationships that are really safe and my dad is one of those where I can share a situation or something that's happened and we can recover from it really well and I stand on really solid ground with my dad today because of those experiences and so and I'm sure you have people like that in your world whether it's a partner whether it's a um, family member whether it's a friend where you've had to the reason why you feel the way that you do in your relationship with them today is not because life has been all hunky-dory and you've it's a lovey-dovey existence like you, we have to do hard things and we recover from hard things together but when we do that like don't you just feel so much more close to your significant other or your friend or your family member when you recover from these things together 
I just think that's really true. Ali and I have walked some hard roads and you know how much I adore Ali. We've gone through moments where we haven't spoken to each other for days, which is wild to imagine because she's my best friend. Um, but yeah, we've had to navigate some really hard things together, but we share a relationship that is so strong and we care so deeply for one another today because of some of the really hard things we've had to navigate as well. Um, anyway, all that to say, um, we're in lockdown, which was already a tough time as it is. Um, and I was living at, with Brad and Lulu at the time. And so I was only five minutes away from mum and dad's place and, you know, you go a little bit insane during lockdowns and so the best thing that you can do is get out of the house for, you know, an hour a day just to break it up, otherwise all the days become one. And so we had this thing that we were doing as a family during lockdown. I would go over to mum and dad's and we were part of um, a CrossFit gym at the time and so we would do these Zoom workouts um, on a Saturday morning together. And so part of this workout, and I was like... I was fit, but I wasn't like fit. I was like kind of fit. Anyway, and so <laughs> so we're going for, we're doing our workout and um, dad, we had um, some, we, there was a whole family in the garage and we're doing it together and, and all the components that we did in the garage were fine and we were doing it on Zoom with, you know, the CrossFit gym coaches and it was all going great. Anyway, at the end of the workout was this mile run. So 1.6K, which would have been, totally fine except for the fact that I was sick hadn't slept well the night before and where mum and dad live is like this the whole way and so you're not just like going out for a lovely little jog on flat paths you're going for a like hill sprints anyway and I happened to be running with people that were really really fit <laughs> and dad had said to me don't worry we'll take it easy like we'll take we'll just like go at a really steady pace and you know, we'll cruise through this. Well, dad also loves to really push himself and it's something that he's really, dad's really fit and I really admire him, but he also really likes to push himself in his workout sometimes. And so we get towards the end of the run. I mean, I'd already been pushing hard to keep up with the pace already. And so I'm struggling, like I am gasping for air. And then we get to the final three hills that are like this, getting back to mum and dad's place and I just felt defeated I was just like I am exhausted and there's nothing in me that I can keep pushing to keep up with dad and then you know when you get that like internal dialogue and then it's just like one negative thought to the next to the next to the next and suddenly you're like this sucks and I can't do it and and so I'm pretty sure I just was like, you go ahead and I don't want to be with you anyway. And so, you know, Dad, and I didn't say that, but I was just like, no, it's fine, you go ahead. And then I'm in, <laughs> uh, I'm in the back and I'm like... <gasps> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell the story right with all the details. I told Dad, don't worry, you go ahead. Well, sure enough, he went ahead and I'm like, you left me. <laughs> just a little bit confusing to Dad. Anyway, and so we're running... <laughs> And so we're running up the hill and, um, you know, I'm just 
really slowly jogging but I'm crying and I'm like I feel so alone Jesus in this moment and I feel like the man who said was going to be tender to my weakness has gone and run ahead and now I'm alone and that was the lie that I was believing in the moment and I felt like in that moment I was like Jesus I just need I need you to be in this moment with me because I want to I want to fight for not being alone And so I saw Jesus come and just jog beside me and say, hey, I'm with you. Like, take it as slow as you need to take it right now. Like, that's okay. I'm with you. Like, let's just take it at a steady pace together. And so beautiful moment with Jesus. But I had a bit of a sour taste in my mouth towards dad. And so I go home and like I said, I was living with Brad and Lulu at the time. And I get home and I just... They're really safe people to me too. And so I just like, and I get home and this happened and I felt really unseen. And I had this thing when I lived with Brad and Lulu, the floor is a really safe place for me. And so I would go and just like spend time on the floor with Jesus. And so I was like, okay, I need to go have some floor time. I'll be back later. (laughs) And so I toddle off into my room and I shut the door and I lay on the floor. and, And I just, in that moment, I was just like buckled over in pain because I just felt so hurt and it wasn't necessarily what dad had done it was but it was that I it had brought up this pain of I am alone and so I felt like God just or Jesus just like laid down on the floor with me and was just there with me and was like hey I'm here for you like you can just cry and this is okay like I'm just so glad to be with you eventually I made it up onto the bed off the floor tried to pull myself together and I was like I want to capture this moment in my journal because I this is a moment where I've experienced God as my comforter and so I um I jump into bed and um I felt like you know when so because dad is a father figure to me in that moment it felt really vulnerable to encounter God as my father so what I needed was a real maternal figure and so I encountered God in a new way that day and I felt like he came and was a real mother figure to me and just like wrapped himself around me and was just like brushing my hair and no words were needed in that moment I just needed somebody to be glad to be with me And so I captured in my journal, um, I'm experiencing God in a new way today, like that of a mother figure, maternal, compassionate, and oh so gentle. I can see as I sit here, tears streaming down my face, my hair is being brushed, no words need to be spoken, truth is not needed in this moment, God is just so glad to be with me. I'm not in trouble, my choices aren't being analysed, we're just here together. This is in its truest form, a glad to be together moment. Yeah, and I, that was just so true in that moment to me. And, and in that moment, I encountered God as comforter and, and had dad responded in a beautiful, loving father way and he had he slowed down to jog with me, I would not have understood and encountered God in this way on this day. And now that's an experience that I go back to and I'm so grateful for. When people say, think of a time where God was you felt like God was glad to be with you and you were really seen by him. Like that is one of my pivotal moments that I go back to. And yeah. And so I guess let me, I need to hurry up here. Um, anyway, so let me just bring all the pieces together by um, sharing a couple of verses with you and a couple of final thoughts. And so 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 4. 
Blessed, gratefully praised and adored be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. That's just so true. Who comforts and encourages us in every trouble so that we will be able to comfort and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble with the, with the comfort with which our, we ourselves are comforted by God. Yeah, so I guess the conclusion I've come to in all of this this week is that I have such a need for relationship with God. Like, people are going to hurt me. Things are going to happen in life. People that you love dearly, I adore my dad, but he's going to fail me and that's okay because he's a human. But I have a God and I share a relationship with him that he's not going to fail me. He's going to comfort me. He's there for me in every moment. He's real to me. He's a person. And I've just, yeah, I felt like I was reminded of that relationship again this week that I am so seen and loved and cared for by God. And that is just such a safe relationship. And I'm so grateful to have a place where I can just fall in a heap and bore my eyes out or laugh on the mountaintops. And God is so glad to be with me in any expression of my emotions. And so let's close out with um, Romans 12, which is, I think, a really beautiful invitation about the way that God's inviting us into share this relationship. He says, this is in the message version. Version? Version. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of maturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Love that. Like God just wants to be a part of every little bit. He wants to be a part of your grocery shopping. He wants to be a part of your work life. He wants to be part of your relationships. He so desires that. And life is so much better with him around. Like had I not recovered from my situation with dad, I would have been holding bitterness and pain and hurt in my heart towards him. And that's not a good place to be. Yeah. So we're going to break into some discussion groups now and just chat about where you find yourself in this relationship with God does it feel and feel free to be honest with yourself does it feel safe does it feel scary like for me, at times for me God can feel like this real authoritative figure this real you know somebody that I need to please or somebody that's like oh I'm I'm the lord of the universe and I'm your father and <laughs> and and that can be really scary or does God feel like because we've had this beautiful relationship with our earthly fa- father does God feel really easy to connect with as a father or maybe Jesus is more a, an easier relationship for you to connect with so just get on feel free to as much as you feel comfortable with but get honest with how you find yourself in this connection to and relationship with God and then when have you experienced God as a comforter try to think of a time in your life um, when you've experienced God as comforter and how did that feel so let's break off into I think smaller groups are better because you have the opportunity to share with one another and
yeah, so four or five people, but yeah. So where do you find yourself in relating to God as a father and when have you experienced God as a comforter? Cool, let's chat about it.